Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. We're passing out some of these manuals. These are for the prayer and fasting, which we do globally. Our global family of churches, Bethel belongs to a global family of churches. We're currently in about 80 different countries. And there will be tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people participating in this fast coming up this week. We will be praying, gathering here 6 a.m., 12 noon, and 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. You know, I'm not saying you need to come to all of them, but come to some. You will be blessed. It'll be a challenge for you as well. You know, I think we're passing these out. These are also available as an app. If you download Every Nation, just look up Every Nation in the App Store, Google Play, you'll be able to access this. You'll have to go in a little bit. I would recommend, maybe I'm old school. My name is Pastor Philip Steele. I'm the missions pastor here. And I like these kind of, you know, manuals because you can actually write in them and you're not going to get distracted by everything. Now, some people might be saying, what's fasting? You're new here, new to Bethel, new to the things of God. And what's this fasting? Fasting is denying yourself. And I'll just say it, food. How many of you like to eat? Yes, I like to eat too. My wife is like the best cook in the world. I mean, she is. And I like to eat too. But there's something about, you know, when Jesus calls us, he calls us to deny ourselves, deny something here so that we can have something greater. And I think that greater is the very presence of God. So glad the youth are here. So glad the adults are here. So glad that you chose to come and to spend a Wednesday with us, Wednesday night. And like what Pastor Rice says on, on Sunday, if you're trying to run from God, but you're coming here on a Wednesday night, you're not doing a very good job. I mean, it might be that your parents are making you come, like what they did to me when I lived in Minnesota. I had to go to church on Sunday. I had to go to, not on Wednesday, but Sundays. I had to. And if you're like that, I'm hoping the same thing will happen to you that happened to me, that God's word will go into you. And it might not be now, it might not be tomorrow, but eventually you will be transformed by the only thing that's really worthy of being transformed, and that's God's power. So what I want to do, I want to get in a little bit you know, we're, we're talking about abiding, and Pastor Rice did mention that on, on Sunday, and abiding in the Word. And I remember last year, 22, I guess it would be two years ago, 2020, you know, pandemic, COVID, this was about in April of last year. Just the fear all over the place. Like, don't go to the supermarket. Just assume everybody has the virus. If you go close to anybody, you might die and all this fear. So I'm in Kroger and all this fear coming on me. Just don't even know if I want to get out of my car and go in. And just this kind of dark cloud. You know, maybe it's not the pandemic. Maybe it's something else. Fear of what other people will say. Maybe it's fear of a sickness. Maybe it's fear of the future, fear of financial. Had this cloud coming on me. And I'm in Kroger and I'm over by the fruits and the vegetables. And this fear is coming on me. But on the other side, the Word of God. See, I've abided in the Word of God and even taken upon me to memorize some of the Scripture. One of the Scripture that I memorize is Psalm 91. 
So this dark cloud coming on me. But at the same time, the Spirit of God is bringing up Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And that dark cloud is not so strong anymore. And the little light of the gospel, of the Word of God, because I have abided in the Word, memorized Scripture. And I, as I get over by the bread section. It's like the Word of God is really coming alive. Almost like this. You remember the story about the little train going up the hill? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. Of course, I got my mask on, but at the same time, I'm confessing the Word. I've abided in the Word, and then I speak the Word out. There's power in that word. That's what we're trying to, that's what Pastor Rice was trying to get us to abide in the word. And during this week of prayer and fasting, we're going to talk about the word as bread. The word is a hammer. The word is a sword. The word is a mirror. We'll talk about that. It's in your, in your manual there. And as I get over by the milk section there in Kroger, I mean, it's a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. I will only look with my eyes and see the recompense of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is the most high your dwelling. No evil will be allowed to befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling place. And just that word, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you power in the word, trying to get you to abide in the word. Now, I say all that to kind of introduce the, the theme of prayer and fasting, but what I really want to do is talk about fasting. You know, fasting is not eating for a season. You know, that might be, maybe, you're, maybe it's the first time you're going to fast. What is this fasting? i never heard of that. Deny yourself. Some of the young people might be saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast Facebook, and you don't even have a Facebook account. That's not a sacrifice. You know, well, just put it out there. Just don't eat. Just try it. Don't eat. And some of you don't have breakfast anyway, so that's not, you know, I'm going to have lunch. Well, that's, that's not a fast for you. Now, it might be like my wife, where she would, she would fast. I mean, she would just, I mean, just till like 11 o'clock, and that's as far as she could go that day. But the, 11 o'clock in the morning. But then the next time, she pushed a little bit more till 12. And then the next time she pushed a little bit more till one. And then the next time she pushed a little bit more till two, till three, till four. You can see what I'm saying. Push yourself. I can't say, you know, unless you do it like I do, you're really not. I'm not going to say that. It's going to be something between you and the Lord. Besides, who's really going to know if you're sneaking some little chocolate, you know, during the day anyway? Who's really going to? You, you, you think you're fooling God. He's watching you all the time anyway. And the Bible does say in, in Matthew, it's not really my scripture, but when you fast, not if you fast, but when you fast, do it in private. Don't tell everybody to impress them how spiritual you are, because your father who sees what you do in secret, he will reward you, reward you publicly, reward you in eternity. You know, so we don't need to go around telling everybody what we're doing. Now, that's on one side. The other side is there are corporate fasts where the whole church fasts together. That's what we're going to be doing. So if you've been around a little bit, 
excuse me, if you've been around a little bit, maybe last year you fasted till 3 o'clock. This time try to do till 4. If last year you fasted 24 hours, you can start at like 6 p.m. after dinner one night. You don't have breakfast. You don't have lunch. You don't have second lunch, second breakfast. You don't have any of that. And then you push yourself till 6 o'clock again. That's 24 hours. If that's what you can do, you know, praise the Lord. Push yourself just a little bit more. You know, and then we do want to combine fasting, not just, you know, not just going without food, but we want to combine that with prayer, and we want to combine it with abiding in the Word. We want to combine it as well with, with uh, fellowship one with another. That's why we're having these prayer and fasting moments. Again, I say 6 o'clock on Monday morning, all the mornings at 6. Some of you guys are, eve, are morning people. You know, praise the Lord, come in the morning. If that's what you can do, come in the morning. Other people, maybe you can come at, at noon. If you can come, praise the Lord. If you can watch online, praise the Lord. Come. Come at 7 o'clock. Definitely, definitely you want to come on Friday night because that's going to be kind of our big closing. And we'll have, Lord willing, we'll have people from Clarksville, from Murfreesboro, from our other churches. It'll be a great moment of celebration. You know, so if you can make it 24 hours, if you can make it 36, if whatever you did last year, if you've been doing this, push yourself just a little bit more. You know, no condemnation, walk in the grace of God, you know, little practical things, drink lots of water, rest, all that kind of stuff. But let me get into the manual. I just want to just go through real, just real quick, you know, why fast? You do want to drink a lot of water while you're fasting too, okay? And then for some of you, what you might want to do, let me set this here. I mean, I know there are different types of fasts, you know, liquids only. You know, just stay away from putting like, hamburger and french fries in the blender and make it into liquid that would probably not be good okay so why fast i'm going to be on page two of this you guys have the manual you know one advantage to the manual as opposed to the app is that um you're not going to get all these notifications and interruptions i guess an advantage of the app is if you've got your telephone you've always got it with you so either way so the first why fast jesus fasted matthew 4 one and two. I think we've got these scriptures. Jesus fasted. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. Let's all say it together, led by the Spirit. I can't hear you. So he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, a time of, of dryness, a place where there's no fruit, a place where there's difficulty. But he was led by the Spirit. It wasn't the devil that led him into that place of difficulty to be tempted by the devil. Let's look at the next one. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. We're not asking you to fast 40 days and 40 nights. Now, if you're pregnant, if you're nursing, or if you've got a medical condition, no condemnation, you've got it, you know, if you've got something, talk to your doctor as well. Again, we're not asking you to do 40 days, 40 nights. But if we're going to be followers of Jesus, how many followers of Jesus do we have here? You really want to follow Jesus? It's a life of denial. Jesus said, if you, want to t if you want to follow me, take up your cross, deny yourself, deny this temporal, earthly life for a superior life, which is the life with God. So if you're going to follow Jesus, follow him in this moment of prayer and fasting. This is what our global family is going to be doing. There will be people from probably 60 different countries, people in 60 different countries, joining this fast. You've got the manual. We've got manuals here on the front row for the Filipinos for, I don't know, it's probably about 10 different languages, those manuals. 
We're going to be doing our, our Spanish-speaking congregations, Latin America. We're going to be praying and fasting as well in Europe and the Philippines. We're going to follow Jesus. And then it says when he came out of the fast in Matthew, I'm sorry, in Luke 4, 14, he, went, he was led by the Spirit, but after his prayer and fasting, 40 days, tempted by the devil, won by abiding and speaking the word like I spoke the word in Kroger, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. How many of you want to see the power of the Spirit in your families? How many of you want to see the power of the Spirit in your schools? See the power of the Spirit in your own lives, in your workplaces? Let's follow Jesus, and as we follow him, as we imitate him, we'll see the results that he saw. Fasting is an act of humility and consecration. Like what Pastor Joey Bonifacio said in the video, it's humility, it's, it's denying myself, it's, it's expressing a, a need in that sense of I'm hungry, not because I've been forced to be hungry, but I've purposely put myself in a place to be hungry. And, it's, and Ezra um, 8.21, then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humble ourselves before the Lord. See, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. If you just say, well, I don't need this. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to pray. I don't need to fast. Just being proud, you're going you're gonna to be resisted by God. Either we can humble ourselves or God will humble us, will resist us. I would rather humble myself and have him extend grace. Amen. So that's one of the ways... We can humble ourselves. God gives grace. Some of you are in situations where it's only God that can, that can solve that problem. And you need the grace of God. A time of prayer and fasting, not that we would manipulate God. Well, I'm going to pray and fast so that God gives me the boyfriend, God gives me the girlfriend, God gives me you know, the, the great financial. I'm going I'm to change the will of God by my fasting. No, you're not. By prayer and fasting, we align ourselves with the will of God. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask whatever you want, and it'll be done. What happens when we abide in God's word, when we abide in his presence, is our will is changed, is transformed to be in alignment with God's will. And then we can ask anything we want. Amen. We're humbling ourselves. We're positioning ourselves to where the grace of God can bless us in a great way. Okay, so we humble ourselves. Fasting is an act of humility and consecration. Fasting helps us to become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to become sensitive to the Holy Spirit? How bad do you really want it? And again, not that we can manipulate God. And we're not talking about you know, canceling out our sin because of our fasting. We're not, we're not talking about that God would love us more because we fast. God already showed his love for us when Christ died on the cross. But again, there's an alignment that we can position ourselves to the will of God. Acts 13, 2, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, this is the church in Antioch, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. I believe that God wants to set people apart for that special work. He wants to position us. I remember it was three years ago now in our fasting of, 
January 2019, Pastor Steve Morrill, the president of our global family of churches, Every Nation, started talking to me. I do a lot of work in Latin America. My wife is from Honduras. Our children were born in Costa Rica. We're constantly traveling. And, and Pastor Steve said, during the time of prayer and fasting, he said, hey, Philip, I've been thinking about Latin America. Why don't we think about positioning ourselves and going into a new, new country? And so during that week of prayer and fasting, we started talking and praying and seeking the Lord and looking at Panama, Costa Rica, and Puerto Rico. That year, we did an exploratory trip to Panama, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. And then Pastor Rico Ricofort, one of our pastors in the Philippines, sensed a call from the Lord to move his family to Panama. And now we have a church. It's been, you know, delayed a little bit by the pandemic and everything. But I talked to him, talked to him for about an hour today. You know, he's in that position. But it was during a time of prayer and fasting that God would seek you. And I believe that God has called Young people called the older people. Your calling has not been fully defined. You haven't fully had the, the clarity. But as you pray and fast, you'll position yourself as you listen and listen in community. That's why we pray together. We fast together. It's not just you by yourself, but hearing the voice of the Lord in community. We make ourselves sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to what he might say. Okay. And then fasting brings revival. Isaiah 58. Fasting brings revival. Isaiah 58. The whole chapter talks about fasting. Is this the fast that I would choose? The, the chosen fast. 58.12. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. You want revival in your school, you want revival in your work, in your family. Begin to pray, begin to fast, and believe God that the, Isaiah 58 talks about the oppressed going free, that loosen the bonds of wickedness, undo the straps of the yoke, um, even, even to share your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless into your, into, pour into your house, cover the naked. So fasting brings revival. We had Isaiah 58. And then the last one, fasting is healthy. You know, you can pray for healing all the time, but then if you're just poisoning yourself with all your food, fasting will bring about a cleansing, your whole digestive system and all that kind of stuff. So fasting in that sense is good for us as well. And as you'll see in the manual there, you've got some other pages there, some, just some advice, you know, as far as while fasting, breaking the fast. You know, if you fast for five days, you probably don't want to go out for pizza immediately afterwards and just fill up on pizza. You want to, you know, just, you know, softer foods when you break it. And then your plan, what you're going to do, I'm on page five there. If you're just going to do water, liquid, you know, you could do fruit juice, get a little calories in you as well. Maybe you just do one meal, you know, maybe you just have dinner and then you go the next day until dinner again. Okay. You know, and then the prayer meetings that you plan to attend. And again, we're going to be here 6 a.m., 12 noon, 7 p.m. And then you can put down your thankful for on page 6. Trust God in these different areas. And this, again, this is between you and the Lord, okay? It's not like we're going to come by and check everybody's book and see how you're doing. And put a, you know, some kind of lie detector on you or something like that. But pray for the church. Pray for the community. Pray for the nation. And then pray, especially as well, pray for our global family of churches. Currently, we have work in 81 different nations on page 10 and 11. That's where the different, different things are. And it might be that God would call some of you 
into great things. He might clarify the call to you in a greater way. And then there's all these other uh, just helps and daily devotions. You can use that. You can write in it everything you want to do. Again, I like to write in it. You know, I save them as well. You don't have to. You, you can download the app as well. So that's a good thing. Okay. Special Bryson here. Where's Bryson? If not, I'm going to pray. Pastor JT, why don't you come on up and just pray for us? We're so glad the youth are here. How many of you think you can fast more than you fasted last time? I see all that encouragement. I can just feel it in the room right now. How many of you believe that God will visit you during this time? Amen. I believe he will. Again, we're joining our global family of churches, 80-some countries, people all over. So, Pastor JT, anything else you want to add and then just pray us out, I guess? No, nothing to add. That was great, wasn't it? Just great explanation, practical. Uh, and that's really what we're asking you to do is not, is not do anything crazy. Be practical, but yet be spiritual at the same time. Like Pastor Philip said, push yourself to do something that you've not done. No competition. See, he knows that we'll, 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 make a, we'll make a competition out of anything. But that's not the goal. The goal is to do everything that he just went through. The goal is to hear the Spirit, get close to the Spirit, live by the Spirit, get in alignment with what God wants for your life. I know that uh, all of us have situations where we want to hear what God wants us to do next. Right? And this is a great way to start your year, to plan out your entire year. That's why we do it at the beginning of the year, that you can, God can actually download you a plan for your entire year. And you'll look back, at the, you'll look back in December, and you'll look back at this book or, the, or what God laid on, you'll see, man, he really actually went beyond what I thought. But that's how we know when we write it down, we know that he went beyond what we ever thought, hoped, or imagined, right? Let's just pray.